mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, you're listening to More Than Potential, the podcast. On this show, we talk about mental health, well-being, and self-improvement from a Gen Z perspective. I'm your host, Faith. Hi, everyone. I hope you're doing well. I wanted to record an episode after doing some reflection and meditation um, over the new year. I thought it would be really interesting to just talk about some of the mindset shifts that I'm actively putting into practice for this year. Um, Unlike some people, I did spend New Year's Eve alone. I was by myself and it was purely by coincidence. Um, My boyfriend was sick and we had planned to spend the holiday together and then I didn't I did not end up traveling or going anywhere, so I just kind of ended up being by myself on New Year's, and originally, I did feel kind of bad, you know, like, I just felt really, like, energetically down and depressed. Now, part of it was because I was on my period, and you know how that is. Ladies, if you know, you know, right? But I just energetically felt down, and... I didn't know why. And so anyway, I just was not having the best time. But then I came across on New Year's right when, you know, actually, no, it it wasn't quite 12 o'clock. It wasn't midnight at that point, but it was getting closer. And I saw something, a series of TikToks that were astrology focused. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is so interesting. And so I I listened to the horoscope she had for my sun sign, Cancer. Now, I have not talked about this, but I am not huge into astrology. So, you know, I will say, though, I'm not huge into astrology, not really big on it. But after this experience, I do feel like I'm starting to observe more spiritual stuff that could align with astrology and the planets and whatever. And I'm saying this because it was like a four part TikTok series and she was talking about, you know, cancer, sun signs and different things that were going to happen throughout the year. And y'all, it was so accurate. Whew, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm yawning. Like I'm not sleepy. But anyway, y'all, it was outrageous how accurate that horoscope was I was like so taken aback I didn't really know how to feel like I started crying because it was so accurate it was so on point like I was envisioning 2023 I had done a vision board and I was just doing all of this stuff so this visualizing this manifesting this thinking and idealizing and speaking to existence I was really trying to put out positive vibes so when I saw this that confirmed exactly what I had on the agenda for 2023 I was shaking honey shaking so um that kind of started me down this whole path of you know instead of being sad pulling myself up out of that, you know, sadness for New Year's this year and really thinking about what mindset shifts I wanted to take into 2023. Um, And so here's some things that I was thinking about, some things I wrote about as I was meditating, I was thinking and just really focusing in on, you know, what I want to practice. So I thought it might be cool if I shared it with you. So if you would like, I highly recommend get you a pen and paper, get you a notepad, get your notes app, because we're going to dig into it. We're going to really get into some things. And like, I hope this episode is not like fake deep, because that's not the intent. 
I just, I can only tell you where I'm at in my life. Like y'all know every episode, I'm just telling y'all the real, I'm telling y'all what's going on currently, what I'm working on, what I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm practicing, you know, what I'm doing, what I'm working through. So this is like very present for me. And I feel like maybe it's present for you. Maybe we'll be on the same wavelength. And I also think it'll be really cool to look back on this timeline and see you know, maybe at the end of 2023, I can go back to this episode and say, oh, like, how well did I do? You know, how well, what, what does that look like? Because I'm telling you, having a capsule letter, reading capsule letters, having pictures and photos and videos to track these points in your life are so helpful in kind of telling this bigger story of your life and, and what you've been working on, what you've been doing and, and what you were feeling. Like, I truly feel like that's motivating to see the growth. And I was able to see that in 2022. So I want to take that energy with me into 2023 and kind of be able to reflect on these podcast episodes a year down the line and say, wow, like, look how far we've all come. We're doing it, you know, anywho, anywho. But before I get into that, I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast and and listening. And, you know, I get your DMs and of course I do respond to all of them. So thank you guys so much for rating and liking and sharing the podcast with your friends and with your family. Uh, We try to keep it family friendly for the most part, you know, Uh, so I appreciate the support. If you want to get in contact with me, you know what to do. You can go to Instagram. Um, that is a great place to communicate with me. You can DM me at it's more than potential and ask me whatever questions you have, or if you have feedback or even, you know, some thoughts about a new podcast episode topic that you'd want to cover, you know, I'm open to that. Or, you know, some people have actually reached out to be on the, on the podcast. So, you know, I'm open to, you know, any and all ideas, as long as you send them respectfully, I will engage with you and we can have that conversation. I look forward to you guys' messages and and DMs. It's always really nice to kind of get them and, and kind of have that dialogue back and forth. So anyway, let me go through this list of mindset shifts for 2023. You got your little pen and paper, got your little notes app ready. Okay. We're going to dive in. We're going to dig into some things, guys. Okay. Let's get, let's get into it. Number one, my mindset shift is to spend more time reconnecting with nature, especially water. Now, now hear me out. I am a water sign. My sun sign is in cancer. I am an archetypal cancer for sure. Like for sure, without a doubt. Um, The only difference is my Virgo, well, not my Virgo, my moon, which is what rules your emotions is in Virgo. And I learned this the other day, because like I said, I've, I've never been into astrology. But after that, like four part series on TikTok, I was like, wait, let me dive into this. So I did a birth chart, a very basic birth chart. And I was like, okay, I know what the planets are doing, whatever, whatever. I know what this is. Cool. My moon is in Virgo. So I'm a little bit more logical with the way I process my emotions. But I am a very archetypal cancer through and through. That's like my sun sign. That's my ascendant. You know, it is what it is. So I, I feel like what ends up happening is I do have an attraction to water. I love to drink water. I love to be in water. I can't necessarily swim, but it's okay. I just feel so nourished by being in water. So maybe this year I should learn how to swim. I don't know. I'm working on it. I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I just really love water. I love bodies of water. I love going to the beach. Oh my goodness. I could sit at the beach for hours, have a little margarita, a little cocktail, sitting at the beach, laid out. Love that. You know, I, I think that's going to be a goal of mine. I need to create and carve in some space just to go to the beach for sure. Cause I love that. Um, so yeah, I just, I think I need to do more with nature. So that's not just going outside for a walk every day, which is super important for me. I have to go on a morning walk every single morning, every single morning, rain, snow, or shine. It's not just that though. It's much deeper than that. I feel like it kind of cuts through my thoughts and helps me recalibrate, recenter, and refocus. Um, And that's so important for me because when you struggle with anxiety, sometimes you have to find something to ground yourself. And I think that nature does that for me, especially sunlight. 
I am so like sunlight starved in the winter and it helps me and my mental health way more to go outside where there is sunlight, walk around for at least 10 minutes, get that direct sunlight in the morning, right? So I can align myself and center myself and it gives me that energy that I need. Part of what, you know, used to affect me so much when I would get seasonal depression is that I would be so withdrawn. I wouldn't socialize. I wouldn't really get a lot of sunlight. That's that matters to me. So I'm just I'm just trying to help y'all understand. Like being in nature, the sunlight, connecting with water, drinking a lot of water, feeling the earth. These are things I have to do. I just I have to do them. And I think that my mindset shift is going to be it's important for me to do that. I have to make time for it every single day in some capacity. Number two, the focus is going to be on contributing value to others, not just what other people can do for you. Now, you can contribute value in a lot of different ways. Um, And I've talked about it before on the podcast, but like the idea that you are here to provide a service to others is so crucial. Like when you hear even leaders, when they, you know, talk about, Uh, What does it mean to be a leader? What does leadership look like? Part of being an excellent leader is service. And so you lead by example. You don't try to lead the pack just to be at the front to be seen because that's about ego. A lot of times providing a service means that you are contributing value. You're adding meaning to people's lives. You're giving information. You're giving resources. You're doing something. And I feel really led to point out the fact that on social media, I see a lot of, of, of time spent on hoarding wealth and, and, and the vestiges of wealth, the aesthetics of what it looks like to have money versus a truly wealthy mindset, which is being a conduit to others. And when I say conduit, I mean that you need to be a pipeline for excellence, excellent people in your network, um, a pipeline for resources to bring to people in need. You need to be that person that no matter where you are, you find an opportunity to create value for other people, business ideas or or making connections, because that's a huge one. Being able to connect different people that you know, you know, so they can find new opportunities for business, for love, for relationships. Like connecting people is a huge value. And giving people a platform is a value, right? I have a podcast, so I've actually decided to try and provide that value to people by, you know, even if you can't do anything for me, even if you don't have a large platform, giving you the space to say, hey, like I I have this idea or I have this business or I have this this thing that I'm trying to promote. And using that as a way to create value for others is super helpful, way more helpful than people really understand. So I would I would just say like when you focus on that, you become less of just a pure opportunist and more someone who's looking to impact the world in a positive way. Because I feel like, you know, I've talked about this before. Yes, you want to approach the world looking for opportunities, right? Like I, I do believe that the difference between successful and unsuccessful people is that unsuccessful people often don't see opportunities where they present themselves because they're not present and they have a negative mentality. So everything in the world is happening to them. But a successful person is going to look at the world and see how the world is happening for them, how doors can be opened. A successful person will walk up to a door and they'll try the doorknob to see if the door will even open. An unsuccessful person will see a closed door and won't even make the attempt. You know what I'm saying? So I do believe that as a as a central like idea, it's important to at least try to at least visualize opportunities and then try to see if the the door will open for you. You know, it's important to look at every interaction, every engagement with a person, with a brand as an opportunity, but also understand that when you are looking for these opportunities and you're really just keeping an open mind and being spiritually, energetically open to what comes your way, understand that you don't want to come across like a clout chaser. 
right? You have to be open to making connections with people, even if you don't think initially they can do something for you, right? You have to really just keep your space open and don't burn bridges unnecessarily and say, hey, like, I think I can provide value. Really think about what you can offer to people. Really process that. What can you offer to people that would be of use, of value to somebody, right? And lead with that. When you look for these opportunities, don't go in there expecting for somebody to just give you something, to just have a handout. The opportunity is not what you get out of it. The opportunity is the connection. The opportunity is the relationship. Does that make sense? And I feel like it's how you frame this that dictates if you come across a certain way. Because when I look at opportunities to talk to people, I'm not thinking about, oh, I have this business idea. I want them to invest. Or, oh, I want them to get me a job. Or, oh, I want them to do this. No. What I'm thinking is this is an opportunity to talk to someone I haven't met before. Let me see if I can offer them something. Let me see if, you know, is there, if there's something that they need that I can provide just because I can. The opportunity is the chance to connect. The chance to talk to someone different and having that open mind with low expectations and good energy can lead to a lot of positive results. But it's all about your mindset and the way that you frame this in your head. You got to first come to the table, like I said, making sure that you understand that, you know, this person don't owe you anything just because they have money, just because they look like they're wealthy. They don't owe you anything. Come to the table, just prepare to connect with them as a human being. Ask them what they need. Ask them what they want. Ask them what what they what they truly desire. And if you can fulfill that desire, great. If you can't, that's fine too. But just even asking the question, showing genuine curiosity and interest in another person will take you to so many different cool places. Number three, spirituality is the essence of life. And I feel like it fills in the empty spaces and in the blanks that science can't. And this is a mindset shift for me because I have been very resistant to religion and resistant to spirituality and resistant to that part of my life because it came from a place of hurt. Like, you know, church hurt is very much real. People in the, you know, church community, the Christian community, they don't take it seriously. And they often look down on people who have church hurt and stop going to church and stop being a Christian because of their encounters with Christians. But what we need to emphasize is that Christians are supposed to be God's disciples on earth. So how are you going to be God's disciple? How are you going to be evangelized to the world and you the problem? You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like church hurt is very much real. And so I think for a long time, I was not interested in engaging because I felt that it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. It really, really did. I didn't see the utility. I didn't see the purpose in it if that makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like 2023 is going to be a spiritual awakening year. I think for me, it's not only going to be a prosperous year where I truly like experience so much growth and like wealth in my life, but also the fact that I will be more spiritually attuned. I think, and I was interesting because y'all, like I said, that TikTok series had me messed up, messed up. Because part of what this astrologer said was for some cancers, 2023 is like coming to is like the six years has been complete. So it's been six years of going through very difficult times, searching, wandering, questioning. And now that that is coming to an end, Saturn is moving into a different position. And so that will essentially help, you know, create a different space, a different energy for you. And I think that it does, that sounds so crazy, y'all, but spirituality really connects and fills in the dots. It connect, it fills in the blanks because I literally, I'm 26, y'all. I'm 26. And, and I just like, it's just the coincidences were really mind boggling because I remember six years ago having a conversation with myself because at that point I was like, you know, having suicidal thoughts or like ideation. And I remember saying to myself, like, hey, you know, um, you got to figure out how to make this life thing work. If you really, 
want to do this, you have to give it a fair shot. And if it doesn't work out for you, it doesn't work out, but at least you tried. So I promised myself that I would try. And so here I am today, you know, still living, thankfully, but also seeing that that point in my life is coming to an end, that questioning, that longing, that hurt, that, that just like real turmoil is coming to a close. And I think it was a necessary period for growth in my life that had to happen. I went through so many challenges, so much, so much turmoil, y'all. So much that I feel as though 2022, I started to feel it ease up a bit. You know, 2022 was such a good year for me because I felt like things were coming full circle. I was coming into myself, coming to a better understanding of myself. It felt very spiritual. It really, really did. And so this year... You know, I just feel so like, it's like, it's like an intuitive thing. Like intuitively, I feel that this is the time for a lot of things that were denied or access that wasn't given to now be granted opportunities. Now that I'm more mature and I'm more, um, I could be a good steward. I can be given those things, but also I will come into the knowledge of myself way more. And I think that's where I'm starting to really lean on spirituality, not to override my logic, but to help me better understand myself and to and kind of practice letting go of control because you can't control every outcome. So part of the spirituality and trusting God and, and understanding the pattern and the rhythms to life is that you start to let go of the control a little bit. You put forth your best effort. You trust that you mean well and you mean other people in the universe well. You mean harm to no one. So you are just trying to walk through life the best you can, putting forth your best effort. And you know that all things will work together for your good. And spirituality has helped me understand that connection between the earth and nature and also us as human beings, I feel like. And it's allowed for me to feel that release, that release of control, that release of stress and anxiety. And it's allowed me to trust in myself, in the bigger picture, in the grand design of this. And it, it feels very spiritual. So y'all, like everyone is not on that path and that's totally fine. Everyone is not in that space in their life where they have to ask those questions of themselves and, and get to that place. But I'm there now. So I'm exploring this and I'm really excited to explore like spirituality, the different dimensions to this because I don't feel like, and this is not a religious podcast at all, by the way. So don't expect for me to do too much digging into this, but I don't really expect that um, other people will understand why I look at the stars and, and I kind of get a better understanding to the patterns of life and the seasons of life and decide, you know, how to use that to my advantage. You know what I mean? I don't feel like it's in any conflict with my Christianity or my belief in God. It, it, to me, it doesn't. It feels very closely aligned because these are things that people use to understand the world around them a little bit better and to fill in the gaps where some things are just left unsaid or there's just a, not a lot of clarity. So I think it's provided me so much clarity and it's actually given me a sense of relief that I'm moving into the correct path and the timing of my life is indeed ordered. It is indeed set by a a grand architect or a bigger design. And so I'm just living this path and making my choices and following, you know, my intuition accordingly. And so this is where I'm leading. This is where I'm being led, you know? But anyway, I don't want to get too deep into it. Just more so spirituality really is the essence of life. And that is my mindset shift. So I'm going to be doing what I always do, but I'm also not going to be so against seeking spiritual guidance from from God and and praying and asking questions. Uh, Number four, creating your purpose and acting with intent. Now, this one was really hard for me, but I'm going to try in 2023 to create my own purpose. And I understand that like, you know, people ask these bigger questions about life. You know, what is the meaning of life? And like, you know, what are we here to do? I truly believe that we may not here be here to do anything specific. I think that, you know, God is, and it may just be more ambivalent. He may just be watching us do the things that we do and he'll intervene if he has to, but he may just be watching us. He or she may be just watching us. And so I feel like ultimately in my heart, it's about creating purpose 
in every little thing that you do. Every little thing means something. Everything means something. So why not give it a purpose? Why not say, you know what, this small minute task, I'm going to do it with excellence. I'm assigning value and purpose to this action and I need to see it to completion. And then I'll act with that intent, you know, and I, and I think that being more intentional with my time, with my friendships, with my romantic relationships allows me to value them more because I know going in what my intent is. And, and, and by the way, intent is different than agenda. I'm not going in pursuing relationships with people just to pursue some sort of like financial or political agenda. Intent just means I'm acting with purpose, with care respect for the time that we share together and the space that, you know, I'm occupying in their life, you know? Yeah. Number five, this is not a new one, but becoming what I want to attract into my life. Now, this is one that you hear often and people make it a cliche, but it's not. It's just, it's one of those natural laws of the universe. If you want something better, you got to become better right? Elevate yourself. And so I'm investing a lot of time and money into elevating myself this year by experiences, connections, friendships, relationships. I'm investing a lot into myself because I want to elevate the way I carry myself, the way I talk, the way I look, the people I'm friends with, the places that I go. I'm looking to elevate, invest in, you know, education, invest in understanding yourself, Invest in understanding the world around you. And then you can attract opportunities, blessings, friendships, relationships into your life, right? So that's a simple one, but it's so simple that I think people really don't understand the power behind it. Because when I realized that the people around me are a reflection of me and vice versa, I started to complain a lot less and work harder. Because if you want to change your reality, it starts with you. It starts with your mindset, your actions, and your intent. So I got to, if I want certain things, I got to act differently. Got to switch it up a little bit. That's all. So um, number six, change should be embraced as a part of life. And this one is hard for me too, because I do feel like when you are comfortable, you don't like change. Like I'm an arts, I'm an archetypal cancer, you know, in the sense that I'm one of those people that loves to be comfortable. I like to, to have security. I, and I, I crave that. I crave security. I crave stability. And that leads to me being very risk averse. I don't take risks. I don't take unnecessary chances. I'm not a thrill seeker. Um, and that has saved me from bad decisions and bad relationships, bad friendships, you know, just bad choices in life. You know, I don't have bad life outcomes because I mitigate risk, but that comes with a downside. And the downside is sometimes I stay where I'm comfortable too long and something has to force me to be uncomfortable to make certain choices. And I think that for the longest time, I was afraid of change and I'm starting to try and like not be so oppositional to life and the natural ebbs and flows and, and the changes that occur. Um, and I think that one book that has been very instrumental in terms of like helping me cope with this is um, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. Classic book, one of my favorites. But um, part of the Earthseed religion that the main character creates is about change being God. And I thought that that was such a profound thing to say because it helps me understand that life is change. Nothing will stay the same forever. What you look at today may not be there tomorrow. There's an impermanence to life that creates more value. It's like, it's not going to be here forever. So cherish it while you have it. And then when it's time to go release it, you know, move on to the next thing. And so I feel like learning how to seamlessly pivot, change as you need to allows for you to respect the space that you have with something and then move on to something else. It also allows you to not take things so seriously, you know, like not take myself so seriously, not take other things that people say and do so seriously. Change is inevitable. So just go with it. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And you know, that, like I said, it's a mindset shift. 
And if you're not really seeing a lot of change and growth in your life, it's because you're stagnant and you need to shake some stuff up. Do something different. Uh, number seven, you are per- imperfectly perfect and worthy of love. Huge mindset shift. In 2022, at the very beginning, I realized that I was not the problem. And that was a huge revelation for me because in t- early 2022, I had went like, let me sure, I went on a date with a guy and we had been dating for a little bit. Things did not work out. I broke it off the first day of 2022. And I remember that situation triggering in me this understanding, this revelation that I am imperfect, but I ain't, but you know, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. That this thing did not work out with this person, even though everything worked out the way it was supposed to. It was, it it seemed like a good situation, but it just didn't work out. And I had to understand that at the end of the day, that's for a reason. It's for a reason. It didn't work out and that's okay. And I've started to really internalize that. And so all of 2022 was me telling myself over and over again, you aren't perfect. You make mistakes, but that's okay. You know? And so I feel like I got the first part down, understanding that I am imperfect and there's nothing really wrong with me, that things happen the way that they're supposed to happen and that's okay. But the second part, which is worthy of love, that's what I have to really work on this year. The worthy of love part. Because, woo, woo, when you have spent your entire life dealing with self-loathing and having all of these internal issues, you start to feel like you're not worthy or capable of love and that you don't know what it is. And I don't think that's true. I think we all know how to love. I think we've been trained out of it and we have to go back to our original state as human beings, you know, because children know how to love intrinsically. They know um, how to care for others. I think the problem is that we train them out of that. The, the environment and the circumstances, the world is so harsh, but we instinctively as human beings have the capacity and the desire to love and be loved. Most of us at least. So I think that, you know, leaning into that more childlike element of myself that desires love and wants to find it and wants to give love, I should nurture that more. So recap, 2022, I realized I'm not perfect, but there's nothing actually wrong with me. I'm just a flawed human being. And I think we all are. 2023 is going to be you're flawed, but you are still worthy of love. And the love that you want, the love that you're looking for, the love that you seek, it's out there, dude, it's out there. Like, you don't have to be perfect to be loved, right? And you can first demonstrate that by loving yourself, encouraging yourself, motivating yourself and being like, girl, you are not perfect, but look at you. You're doing your thing and you're trying and you're making mistakes and you're figuring it out and that's okay. That's okay. You may not ever get it figured out. You may not ever master the clean girl aesthetic, but it's okay, you're still lovable. I love you, girl. You got it. You know, like talking to yourself like that. Yeah. Love that for me. Anyway, number eight, there is a natural rhythm to life. And listen, y'all, this has been a major mindset shift for me. When I say this helped me get free, this, this, I mean, this broke so much over me in terms of like generational patterns and thought processes that were toxic. Listen, this is, this is a big one. The natural rhythm in life. I think this is connected to me being more spiritual. I honestly feel because when I started to become more spiritual, I started to really awaken to all of these systems in our life that dictate to us how we should live. And it's artificial. It's man-made. It's not real. So for example, this hustle and grind culture, I'm not participating in that, y'all. I don't want to hustle and grind. What is naturally for me will happen for me. I'm going to do the work that I need to do to set myself up for success, but I'm not going to wear myself out. 
Like, like seriously, especially as a woman, like I said, y'all, I'm an archetypal cancer. We are the divine feminine in the Zodiac, super feminine. And listen, I don't like to work hard. I do the work that is required of me and that's it. And people don't like that. But that's why I moved out of sales. I could not do sales because it was so capitalistic and anti what is natural. And I realized that the natural rhythm of life, especially when you are a AFAB, when you mean like you born as a woman at birth, you born female, right? With us in particular, we have a natural rhythm. And it's so disruptive to be chasing the bag and, you know, grind at all costs and stay up late and do all this. That's a lot. That's a lot, y'all. Nobody got time for all that. When I realized that the workday, the eight-hour workday is antithetical to what I would do as a woman, that's when I knew there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just not built for this system. This whole grind to work hard for, for, for all this time, girl, stop. Please, please be so serious. Like when men, think about it, the 24 hour cycle for men regulates with their hormone levels. As a woman, we built different, literally. There are different phases of our menstrual cycle. And once I realized that, baby, if I want to get into shape, I just have to eat healthy. And start doing low impact workouts to lower the cortisol and the stress in my body. Woo! I don't know who needs to hear this, y'all, because I feel like I'm preaching right now. But girl, listen, when you understand that there are the times and seasons of your life, you stop working so hard because you orient your life based on the natural rhythm. I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. I'm not doing it. I'm going to wake up when the sun comes up. I'm going to naturally waken. And I'm not going to just rush to do whatever because I'm going to go to bed at a reasonable time at 9 p.m. So I can naturally wake up when my body wants me to wake up, probably with the sun. Go outside, walk around. Set my energy and intentions for the day as I walk and pray, talk to God, come back. Take a shower, clean, and then do some work. That's what I'm going to do. And my even my, my exercises are not going to be super high-intensity cardio. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to work out, but I do walks. I walk. I do the 12, 330. Love that. 12 incline, right? Speed at three for 30 minutes every single day. That'll get it done, y'all. And anything outside of that is low impact. I'm doing some Pilates, maybe on a reformer. Maybe I'll lift some weights, right? But what I'm not going to do is overwork myself. And there's some parts of my menstrual cycle, I'm not even doing nothing for real. I'm just going on walks because my body is tired. My hormone levels are low. So I'm going to rest when I need to rest. I'm going to do what I need to do when I need to do it, right? And so accommodating for travel and considering my hormone levels and my cycle, planning around that, that's some of the most feminine things you can do, to be honest with you. I'm resting, child. I'm not trying to do all this extra stuff. I'm resting. I'm not trying to overwork myself anymore. And I feel like once you study the cycles of life, the different seasons, and you observe how you feel in every season, you study your own cycle, if if you're a woman watching this, or if you're a woman listening to this, and you observe your own menstrual cycle and the patterns, you can plan accordingly. Study the cycles of life, and I promise you, you will stop living in opposition to life, and you will just start experiencing it. You'll just be able to live your life. Y'all, I feel like I'm preaching. I don't know who needs to hear it, but I feel energetically somebody needs to have permission to just rest. Stop trying to work so hard. Just stop it. It's not worth it. Do the best you can to get a a decent paying job that's going to allow you to live a softer life. And part of that is just simply accepting that you ain't got to do it all by yourself. And 
at the end of the day, like, girl, it's okay to sleep. It's okay to take a nap. It's okay to just sit in your pajamas and eat some Cheetos. Because guess what? Chances are your hormone levels might be low. And you might just be about to start your period, okay? It's okay to just eat the Cheetos. Just sit there. All right? Everybody's not only going to eat strawberries and grass. Sometimes you just want a greasy burger. And that's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. Okay? Have those foods in moderation. Eat, live your life. Stop living in opposition to what you truly desire. And honestly, if you're like me, you may just need to get your hormones balanced. Somebody needs to hear that. You just might need to get your hormones balanced and go to the doctor, sis. That might just be part of it as well. But we move. Number nine, I my mindset is I'm only doing things and buying things that bring me joy. And I mean true joy in my heart. And like, I don't know why I get so emotional talking about this, but I feel like for the longest time, I was so confused because I was doing things that would make other people happy. I was following trends that would look good on somebody else. I was doing all this stuff. But when I focused on what faith wants, that's when things started to add up. I love certain types of clothes. I I like color. I'm not going to live in beige and neutrals. I'm not going to do it. It may be trendy, but that's not going to be me. I'm not going to have a a house that's all white. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to buy a purple couch. I'm going to burn some sage and have some lavender and drink some chamomile and, and raspberry leaf tea. I want color in my house. I want yellows and bright colors. I want that so much in my life, y'all. And I love the color green. I don't know what it is, but recently I've been just feeling the color green. Just green. I need green. I need nature. I need. I just need green. I don't know what's going on, y'all, but it speaks to my spirit. Like Spiritually, there is an evolution happening. I've gone from blue being my favorite color to green. I don't know, but I'm only buying things that really bring me joy. I've seen so many people, even when you see on social media, the hype around certain aesthetics and certain ways of living. Everybody's hoarding stuff. They're buying all this stuff. They're buying perfumes and clothes and shoes or whatever, and they're trying to stay on trend. But I feel like if I'm being honest with you, some of this stuff is like, are you buying it because you love it? Are you buying it because TikTok said you have to have it? I realized as much as I love perfume and scents, I can't wear that all year. I'd rather have just a handful of perfumes that I love with the scent profile that I truly feel aligns with my essence because I'm a floral girl, not powdery florals, but I love a good floral. I love a good lily of the valley. Ugh, I love a good rose petal, Mm, lavender. Like I love roses. I love I love Lily of the Valley. It's my favorite flower. Um, tulips. I love flowers. I love nature. Archetypal cancer, y'all. What can I say? So yeah, like you you darn skippy. I want that in a bottle. And when I focus on buying perfumes that I love that smell so good to me that just make me curl my toes, when I think about fabrics that feel soft on my skin, it's very sensual. It's very like pleasurable for me. I end up buying less clothes. Honestly, I'm not even trying to get certain designer brands. I have clothes that don't even, y'all don't even know because the brand is off the side somewhere. But the point is that it looks good on me. It feels good on my skin and it makes me feel comfortable. I don't like to be uncomfortable. I've never understood why y'all will get these Louboutin shoes, these Louboutins and the Louboutins, they hurt your feet. I don't get it. I got wide feet, y'all. I don't, I don't really like Louboutins, honestly. But, you know, I, I, I see it's a status symbol, but it just doesn't resonate because it's uncomfortable. I love some Sam Edelman's, though. Sam Edelman's shoes, they hit for me personally. And I feel like Sam don't get his due. Love Sam Edelman's shoes. They feel good on my feet. They have the exact size I'm looking for. And they just, it's the right style as well. So I'm just finding my own style. And it's intuitive to, to just what I'm into. Don't know. What can I say? Only buy the things that you're excited about. And if you have stuff in your life that you don't love, you're not excited about, you're not into, you just bought it because of somebody else, get rid of it. Just get rid of it. Give it to Goodwill, Salvation Army. Just get rid of it. It's it's, it's not worth it. 
Number 10, cleaning is not a chore. It's a spiritual practice. It's a ritual. Y'all, this one, this mindset shift right here. Ooh, this one right here. I used to, in a black household, wake up on Saturday mornings and my mom would be blasting gospel music. And it would feel like a chore because I'd have to wake up early. She'd wake me up. I'd smell bacon and I knew she'd cook some breakfast, but I also knew she was going to make us clean, clean, clean. And I didn't feel the opportunity to rest. I never felt like I had an opportunity to just rest on the weekends. It felt like I was constantly doing stuff. And so I remember always from that in my childhood, feeling like cleaning, cleaning myself, cleaning my space was a chore that I had to do for other people. I would wait until I was inviting friends over before I would deep clean my apartment. And like, don't get me wrong, I was still clean, but I wasn't really deep cleaning because I just was only deep cleaning or doing certain things because I didn't want other people to think I was dirty. And I realized I got that from my mother. I got that anxiety around cleaning from my mother. And it was tied to shame. That's that's the whole thing. We can do a whole podcast episode just on that alone, y'all. But we ain't got the time. We got to wrap it up. But I realized that when I treat cleaning as a ritual, as a self-care ritual, specifically ritual, meaning you burn some sage, baby, you open your windows, you blast your music, whatever music you like, gospel really does it for me, y'all. I don't know what it is, but something spiritual happens when you blast that gospel music, that, that church praise, and you just clean. You scrub, you clean, and you cry, you pray to God, and you just start cleaning, right? It is a spiritual thing to just out with the old, in with the new refresh. You know what I'm saying? And like creating that time as like self-care every single week does so much for your mental health. Like my goodness, my mental health was never better when every Sunday was just cleaning time, focus on faith time. And then that night on Sunday nights, after planning my week, I would just sit there and luxuriate. So I've come up with my own rituals in terms of how I want to live my life and, you know, what my body needs. And I feel like truly it's been so helpful to focus on that, to focus on, you know, self-care and that cleaning, cleaning your body, cleaning your space as a spiritual practice and making time for it. Like genuinely not seeing it as a chore, something you just have to do because, oh, you know, you don't want this or that. Do it because you want to put yourself first. Do it for you right? Do it to reset the mood, the vibe, right? Get you some, some snacks, get you, honestly, there were times where like I needed to clean. So what I would do is I would get myself a nice big milkshake and a burger and be like, yes, girl, you are eating this greasy, indulgent food with some tiramisu, all of the cravings today. This is your, your time to, to do a cheat day, right? And then go clean, And I would feel so good about myself because I gave myself space to be imperfect, but also still get stuff done. And like like I said before, like I don't encourage y'all to just binge, but it's more so just treat yourself nice. Be kind to yourself. You know, I mean, you can't be like I'm one of those people. I'll grocery shop and then on the ride home, I'll go pick up some fast food or pick up some 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 dinner or takeout. Right. It don't even matter. The point is that you did something productive, right? I, that's how I feel about those things. But anyway, number 11, I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping it up, y'all. Number 11, take more pictures and videos. That's all I got to say. That's the point. Just take more pictures and more videos of your life. Life is short. You'll never be more attractive than you are right now. You know? Number 12, breathe and create space. This includes silence. Learning to breathe, not small, shallow breaths, but actually breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Deep breaths helps a lot. 
It regulates your body, centers you, does wonders for the soul. It helps you stay present in the moment and helps you determine what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. Keeps you in touch with yourself. I also feel like creating space and reducing clutter is so important for your mental and spiritual health. That's why I don't encourage a lot of binging and, and rampant consumerism on this podcast because so, social media and society will tell you, you need to buy things to be happier. But listen, all it does is buy more stuff is just more things to maintain, more things to clean, more things to clutter your space. And it feels overwhelming, at least to me. That's why I'm more of a minimalist. I'm not really a maximalist. Nothing wrong with it. I just feel like I'm a minimalist because I like doing the bare minimum, right? I like bare minimum cleaning, bare minimum effort. I like the feeling of having an open space and having room to just breathe. And this is not just about physicality either. This is also about your mental and emotional space. Because sometimes it's okay to take time for yourself and create space, create distance. If I feel myself feeling tension and stress, I have too many voices in my head. I have too much input coming in from all these different people with their own thoughts and opinions and agendas. I'm listening to to different people say different things, different voices, different podcasts, different whatever. It's crowding my space, my mental space even. And so you got to remember that silence is important. Space and breath is important because you need time. You need room to grow and you need room to hear your own voice and know what you think, know what you believe, right? It makes a world of a difference. I promise you it does. And I've, you know, really, that's why I kind of take steps back from social media and I'll do like these hiatuses periodically. It's frustrating for people on my TikTok, but it's great for me as a human being because I'm not overwhelmed with notifications. I delete the app and I spend days, if not weeks, not even on TikTok, not even on Instagram, not even on anything. I'm just focusing on being present, being still, giving myself room to breathe and listen to the breath going in and out of my body. And I start to find my voice, my true center, my true north. It just, it does a lot for me. Okay. The last thing, which is I think number 14, I believe it's number 14 on this. No, number 13 on the list. The last thing, a mindset shift is I'm going to spend a lot more time being a gatekeeper, a true gatekeeper. And when I say gatekeeper, I mean minding your gates, eyes, mouth, ears, your organs, if you know what I mean, certain organs. Being a gatekeeper, I now I can only speak for myself. I do not endeavor to speak for everybody, to every situation, to every worldview. I can only speak for my own, but... Listen, babes, I feel so much better when I protect my gates. When I'm careful about what I say, because what I say creates my reality. So I try to speak verbally affirming good things about myself, even if I don't believe it in the moment. I'm mindful about my organs because I understand everybody does not deserve access to that. You just don't like everybody doesn't deserve access to me. I don't want to. I don't want I don't want that. I don't I, I know. I don't. I when you invest so much in yourself in self-worth in your journey, you put so much into yourself. I mean, everything from your education to your spiritual enlightenment. You don't want everybody coming in and messing up the, the, the feng shui. Right. The feng shui is swaying. I don't want anybody to come in here who don't respect the space. You know, who doesn't who doesn't take care of the temple that is my body? And so, yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I keep it on lock, you know, unless it's a romantic partner and I'm with them and we're committed to each other. Right. But and, and that's just my personal opinion for me. This is not, you know, me just giving advice saying everybody has to do it. It's just for me. I'm a gatekeeper now. I'm a strong gatekeeper. 
And I feel like I always have been, honestly. My eyes, what you see. I feel like I am so sensitive to what I see. Like I cannot witness violence on social media or in movies. Violence and gore can't do it. It disturbs my spirit. I can't do it. I'm very sensitive. And I always have been ever since I was a small child. I was so sensitive. So sensitive, y'all. I could not just watch anything. I couldn't just watch any movie. I couldn't I couldn't do it. I'm very like I don't know if it's like an empath empath thing, I don't know, but if I see somebody in distress or in pain, I feel that pain. I can't do it, y'all. So certain types of things I'm not going to watch. Certain types of music I'm not going to listen to. I'm not really trying to listen to gossip or negativity. I don't listen to the to the social media, I don't know, whatever stuff people watch and listen to for celebrity gossip. I don't do that because it's so negative. And it's just, I feel like it's something, it disrupts me. It disrupts me energetically and spiritually if I'm around that, you know? Does that make sense? I just don't do celebrity gossip. I don't do that kind of stuff. It just disrupts me spiritually. I also feel like, when it comes to the music, I'm very careful about who I let sing in my ear. That's a lesson for somebody. Be careful what music you listen to. I'm so serious, y'all. Music really does play into mood. And when I listen to things that are positive, that's uplifting, love songs. Oh my God, y'all. I've been listening to more and more love songs lately. And it just just does something for me. It does. Because it, I feel like it's when I listen to love songs... Not only am I manifesting real, genuine, authentic love into my life, but also I'm singing it to myself. Okay? I'm I'm singing it to myself. Like there's this one song recently that I've been listening to. It's super old, by the way. Um, It's a Miguel song. I've been listening to this song and it's just vibrationally is where I'm at because I just love myself more and more right now. And I feel like it feels so good because I'm singing it to myself. I know that I love myself. And I think it's like a ritual that I've adopted without even realizing it. And so I don't know. I feel like when I'm really mindful of what I'm saying to myself, what I'm saying about others, what I'm saying, you know, about the world I live in what I'm looking at, what I'm watching, eliminating certain toxic things from my eyes and from what I'm listening to and, you know, anything I allow in my body. It's a gate. Anything I put into my body, right? It's going to come out. And so as long as you put in positivity and energetically things that will raise your vibrations and just will make you feel good about life, good about yourself, Right. That's what you need to be spending your time on. And and I think that protecting your energy goes and people make when people say protecting their energy on social media, it's always in the context of like cutting people off because that person's toxic to you. And I don't think that's where your energy should be. I feel like your energy should be being a good gatekeeper, really. And, and thinking about what you put into your body, what you invest into yourself, because that's what's going to come out, you know. So anyway, these are just some of the most basic mindset shifts that I'm going through. And I'm very excited about this year because I already feel like energetically just happier. I really do. Like New Year's Eve was kind of weird for me. It was like a weird time. But then literally first day of 2023, I feel like I did in 2022. I feel happy. I just feel happy, y'all. And I and I want that feeling of happiness and just peace for everybody listening to this, right? I want that for everybody. And I hope that, you know, as y'all listen to this and you reflect on things that you want to bring into this year and what you want to see happen, I hope that you have the opportunity to do some self-reflection, do some digger deeping, digger, Lord, deeper digging to find what resonates for you and practice that this year. And then maybe we can go over this at the end of 2023 to see what you've been working on, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. That's all I have for you right now. 
as always, it's been great talking to you. Talk to you guys in the next one. Bye.